Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Season 3, Episode 6 of Only Murders in the Building is over, but we are just getting started here at Post Show Recaps. That's right, it's the Only Murders podcast here on Post Show Recaps, where we are breaking down the Hulu series' third season, episode by episode, week by week. I'm Josh Wiggler. Today, we are discussing Only Murders, Season 3, Episode 6, Ghost Light, and Troy has ghosted the podcast so it's only appropriate that this is the episode called ghost light i can't throw stones i missed an episode a couple of weeks ago troy is having fun doing other things has some questions to ask the podcast tonight but this is not going to be a one person show really a very uh convenient week to be bringing on our special guest co-host here for only murders this week for the Broadway themed season, but like the Broadway theater themed episode of Only Murders. Uh, Zed, would it be fair to, to call you Broadway's very own Brooklyn Zed? Joshua, <laughs> I am here to represent OSHA on Broadway oh and talk about safety in the theater. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What timing that I'm here for an episode that took place entirely inside of the Broadway theater. Very good timing to get you onto the podcast here, Brooklyn Zed, to be talking about ghost light here on Only Murders in the Building this week, uh, in which we're trying to find our ghost light. Last week, Troy and I were like, what is a ghost light? And then I think we literally ended the podcast like, it's a Broadway thing. Uh, So he didn't get it onto the podcast, but he's like, damn it, I should have gotten that onto the podcast so just to get the record straight troy figured it out after the fact i still don't know what a ghost light is this is just like when the ghosts are spooky and they show lights on you so the the show would have you believe that a ghost light is like the flame at the tomb of you know of the unknown soldier or like the olympic torch 
uh, blazing at all times. In reality, a ghost light is left on the stage when all other lights in the theater are turned off and counter to how it was presented on this mm-hmm. episode. It is very dark in the theater when all of the lights are turned off. Um, but the, the ghost light is not glowing when other lights are on in the building. <laughs> okay. It is a safety mechanism to make sure it is never completely dark in a building that has no windows. Um, and I can speak to this as someone who has worked as a door person at a Broadway theater and been in charge of turning off all the lights. And it feels very powerful when you hit the breaker on a thing that shuts off all the lights in a Broadway theater. Yeah, do you, you feel hear, like a Greek mm-hmm. god or something? Do you feel like you're just Yeah, like, it's pretty just... magical. Yeah. Uh, but even when you do that, that ghost light is out on stage and that stays on to uh, keep the ghosts company. Okay, well, the ghosts need company. And so we're here to keep them company. If the ghosts listen to podcasts, then boy, do we have a show for them. As we're going to talk about Only Murders Season 3, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you have not already done so. We've got the RSS link when you search by URL. PostShowRecaps.com slash Only Murders is what you want to plug in there. Or you can just search Recaps Only Murders. You'll find us. We would love to have you along for the ride, rate, and review all that great stuff tell a friend uh tell that weird person who's living in your attic shooting uh flip-flops at rats and doing puppet shows that person should, yeah, we person gotta should, talk about jerry we gotta talk about jerry that person should subscribe to the podcast as well so make sure you subscribe postshowrecaps.com slash only murders and if you want to get more involved you can become a patron of post show recaps when you sign up at patreon.com slash post show recaps at any level we would love to see you in the discord you can hang out with ralphie and all the other great patrons here of post show recaps zed you're a big ralphie fan you love ralphie in the post i love ralphie ralphie gets name dropped on this podcast more than i've heard anyone get name dropped on any podcast ralphie's killing it these days with the only murders feedback so we just got to <laughs> represent where uh where it's happening so uh if you want to get involved patreon.com slash post show recaps to shine a ghost light on to Ralphie. Uh, and of course, if you want to watch the video version, we're doing video versions of the Only Murders podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube is how I'm saying it. Postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. Uh, so come and check us out on video if you would like to do that. Zed, it's your first appearance on the Only Murders podcast for season three. Uh, we had you yes. on a couple times for season two. Uh how are you feeling about season three as one of Troy's colleagues in the Meryl Streep as a whale department? Yeah. Is she doing uh, better it, or worse here on Only Murders than she was as a whale on Extrapolations on Apple TV Plus podcast in the binge show recaps feed? I mean, if anybody could voice a whale on on that television program, it sure was Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am much happier to see her here in like a regular TV role, you know, like it's not a huge, dramatic Oscar winning performance. It is she is getting to do like small TV acting in a way that we don't usually get to see her do. And so that's been really the small enjoyable. TV acting like when Mike TV gets shrunk down in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and does like tiny acting. Is that small yeah, TV exactly acting? Like that. Small Why do TV I keep acting. mentioning Mike TV on post show recaps lately? It just keeps happening. It seems meant to be. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Aside from the Meryl of it all doing small TV acting, how are you feeling about season three overall? Is this like too close to the bone for you? As for the people who don't know, the great Brooklyn Zed, you have worked many years in the Broadway circuit uh, in a number of capacities. Uh, you uh, Like the Broadway season of Only Murders? Is it too much or is it just enough? And is it wildly inaccurate? <laughs> It is uh, somewhat uh, the the biggest inaccuracy is the sort of things that would help solve this murder a lot faster, which I'm sure <laughs> is why they don't exist. Yeah. Um, where are the Such security what? cameras? What would be the thing? What would be the thing? What would solve security what would cameras? Yeah, security. A door person watching those security cameras uh-huh. at all hours that there a is bouncer? anybody in the building. Is there a, a person bouncer. who has done that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those sorts of things I feel like would tie up a lot of these loopholes. Um, a lot more quickly than is happening in this season. But I am really enjoying uh, a show that I think was already pretty theatrical, really leaning into the Broadway and theater roots of the people who are involved with the show. Yeah. Uh, and seeing a lot of familiar 
theater faces on the screen. Yeah. Um, Martin Short, Meryl Streep, are we standing? How are we feeling about the romance subplot going on here in season three? Anxious. I mean, workplace romances are bad. Don't yeah. do them. And yeah. power dynamics make for yeah. not good things. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and I sent you this conversation I had with Troy last week as I was listening to the podcast. Um, I I am not being led down the Merrill's uh, or Loretta's scrapbook of Ben Glenroy clippings is sinister. Okay. I think I think there's a, a personal relationship there. And I know you and Troy talked about this a bit. Um, and I, I don't think this is she's obsessed with him and therefore she killed him, which I feel like was the cliffhanger they tried to leave us with last week um, that they did not address very much. Well, she wasn't present. She wasn't even here. All. Yeah. One of the things that's unfortunate, I do feel like I wish that they just had Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd's names in the opening title sequence every time yeah. because they aren't in the opening title sequence when they're not in the episode. So I watched this episode and we're right on the heels of the Meryl has a murder book in her house possible reveal in episode five. And then you turn on episode six and when you get to the ooh, that's my ghost light views, uh, music of the opening credits it's just the special guest star paul rudd no special guest star meryl streep uh, and he wasn't in the episode he, he, well i wonder is there like was paul rudd like in the corner of the theater as like the jerry ghost was there like a little like blink and you miss it paul rudd actually yeah, he is credited know. this week uh i will say while we did not see loretta the specter of Loretta was very present. Large. Yes. So she, her ghost, her shadow yeah. is, is very much in the space, even if she is not in the building. Fair enough. So maybe that's part of it is like, uh, it's the Loretta in the room. Uh, and I wonder if, if Meryl Streep voiced a whale, is it possible that Paul Rudd had also voiced an aquatic animal to make up for it and had lines as President McKinley, but those lines were cut from the final uh, episode? They almost went that direction, and then they said, no, even for us, this might be a bridge too far. Too far. Too far. Troy's contributions to the podcast this week, uh, uh, he wrote to you and I and said, my only question is, where does President McKinley's flushing rank in terms of bad presidential theater experiences? And I think that's just poor taste. <laughs> is it? It's too soon? <laughs> Way too soon. Way too soon. Still. Way too soon. Uh, uh, it's I mean, almost it as bad like, as uh, uh, the... <laughs> The baked potato that he's going to eat when uh when I Goodness. when I win this murder draft at the end oh. of the season. Uh, I mean, it was probably just a little a little roller coaster ride for President McKinley from he's the tank fine, right? to yeah. the bowl. Yeah, it's fine from the tank to the bowl. <laughs> yeah, President McKinley having a good time. All right, well we're Carried having a good time a here. Mug. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I thought about machine. that yeah. for a while. Yeah. Are fog the, machines the open... just on hand, by the way? Can you just like turn on a fog machine, like an errant fog machine activation? Is no. that a thing? No. And it's just like in a bathroom? The yeah. bathroom that is also prop storage at this Broadway theater? No. A lot of different things no. crammed into the supply closet, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the disorganization uh, is not great. Stressful. It's bad. Um, all right. Well, not stressful is talking through this episode of Only Murders. And I think... It has turned out to be that time where we are going to do a quick plot recap of what happened in Ghost Light. And then we will break it down in closer detail. But this is season three, episode six of Only Murders. And it is all about the Ghost Light. So let's see if I can monologue and enlighten you as to the goings on of our Arconian trio. Howard approaches Mabel and says he believes the ghost of Gooseberry Theater killed Ben Glenroy because he didn't do his superstitious sweeping before the show. Oliver is finally invested in finding the murderer to confirm his new love interest in leading lady Loretta wasn't involved. Joy has left Charles with nothing but the troublesome fish President McKinley, so he is no longer distracted and he wants to help the investigation. After an awkward encounter with a half-naked Tobert, the crew travels to the theater. Howard works with Katie, uh, the stage manager, with the hopes of getting back into Ghost Gideon's good graces. He had dreams of being an actor, and he calls out to Gideon to try to get the ghost light turned back on. It turns out 
He didn't see Gideon, but former director Jerry, who Oliver discovers is living in the theater after being fired. Jerry reveals that he saw Loretta and Ben arguing on opening night, and it resulted in Charles punching Ben in the face. Oliver doesn't want to believe that Loretta is responsible for Ben's death, but after comparing Loretta's handwriting to that of the effing pig written in lipsticks, it's hard to deny that they are identical. He decides he'd rather have love and makes moves to wipe the lipstick evidence off the mirror when he's caught by Mabel and Charles. Also, Charles got himself locked in a closet, nearly flushed President McKinley, spends most of this episode thinking he's going to die alone. Anyway, Mabel has had enough of these shenanigans as her latest lead, uh, the understudy Jonathan, has dried up. It turns out that he just wanted Dr. C to prescribe him some of the meds that Ben Glenroy was taking to calm him down as he's severely anxious about being the lead in the play. She says to the boys that Cinda was right. The guys aren't motivated to solve this murder, and we leave the episode with Mabel getting closer with Tobert, who shares her passion and drive for solving this murder. Will the podcast trio reconcile? Can Tobert be trusted? Are ghosts real? And what the heck is a burrito soda, and where can I watch one? Maybe we'll find out next time on Only Murders in the Building. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zed, your reactions to this episode. Well, I have answers to some of those questions, and Great. one of them is you can watch a burrito sode in the Chipotle app. <laughs> uh, that really tickled me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It apparently can't because they didn't make them because Charles decided to do this doomed Broadway show instead Charles of making made a mistake. The, the, the quibbies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really what enjoyed do we think the about episode. Chipotle ending up being like the inheritor of the Quibi length TV episode. Does that feel like a does this feel prophetic? Like, are we gonna be looking back on this in a year and being like, yeah, burrito sodes, they were on to something only murder? Listen, given the state of the uh industry at this moment yeah. in time, it does not seem remotely out of the realm of possibility to me. Zed, that- <laughs> are, do you think SAG AFTRA and the WGA would be allowed to work on a Chipotle burrito soda? Or would that be if crossing Chipotle, the picket lines? If Chipotle will agree to the terms of the agreement <laughs> as proposed by the WGA and SAG AFTRA, uh-huh. then yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. That's all all right. it takes. Yeah. Uh, a spicy negotiation. We love it. Fast food, fast entertainment. Fast Done. food, fast entertainment. Uh, we're midway through the season already. I guess now we're on the other side of midway through the season. And I feel like the major utility of this episode, although I'm sure that there are ways in which this inva- advanced the the mystery itself, the murder mystery, and I'd love to get your takes on like where your head's at with where you think things are going and who's done what. I feel like the bigger issue in this one is like, these three have not been on the same page all season long. They've all kind of known it, but no one has really said it. And now they've said it and they've like said the unsayable and it's going to be very hard to reconcile all of the damage that they've done to each other's relationships. And that's bad. Yeah. They had like a big friend breakup big for the friend moment, this episode. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really compelling as sort of the like overarching story structure of the season. Uh, because certainly it can get repetitive after a while of, okay, well, we have to solve the murder, and you fall into this rhythm of, you know it's not going to be this person because we're only on episode three. Right. Um, not unlike episodes of House, where you knew whatever they proposed was the was the illness. That, 15 minutes in, in was not going to be the problem. Were you a House um, person? Yeah. Having the bigger 
the bigger, like long-term implications uh-huh. of how do these three friends that we've been with for three seasons now resolve the tensions around the people competing for their attention um, is, is I think really interesting and realistic, you know, friends do not just automatically get along all the time. This is a very tense situation that they're all yeah. dealing with. They all have other people involved in the case that are also like challenging either investigators um, or potential murderers. Yeah. Classic, the police are useless. Yep. We must solve this problem ourselves. Yeah. 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 So we'll see how this shakes out. But uh, it feels like, you know, Mabel is leaving this episode feeling like Cinda Canning is the way to go. Like, is she about to sign a new podcast deal? It it seems possible. I think, you know, this is a little bit like a strike threat. Yeah. Like, I have another offer. I can go over here. She's putting zeros on the check. Yeah. She didn't say what number we were starting at, so maybe that check now has $100. She put an but... extra zero on that she didn't mean to put on, and thank uh-huh. God she didn't take the offer because that zero is off the table now. Yeah. But who knows? You know, it could have been a $1 check that became a $100 check uh-huh. that became a $1,000 check that became a $100 check. Yeah. Um. But obviously, Charles is not in a place to be making rational decisions about anything. He's carrying around a goldfish in a coffee cup. I think that that's probably a bad sign for someone's mental health. I think like if somebody is going around with a goldfish in a coffee cup uh, and it's not because like the tank broke or something like that uh, and you're just like out in the world, I don't think that I mean, like I'm not a fish owner, Zed. I, I don't know. If, are, were you ever a fish owner? I know you're not a fish owner now. Um, ironically, only because I needed them for a show I was directing. Uh-huh. Did you and carry, I ended up with goldfish for a in, lot longer than I thought I was going to. Did you transport them in coffee mugs? This is not no. a thing that fish owners do, right? No. Yeah. An open mug in New York City that's just going to get spilled immediately. Yeah. And then President McKinley is dying in the street. Yeah. No. Um, I guess like it's sort of like uh, we have we have President McKinley as the new and we always need to have an animal mascot on Only Murders, I think is a thing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we had we had the cat back in. We had Eleanor, poor Eleanor, uh, the, the dead cat of season Evelyn? one. Evelyn. Uh, Evelyn. Yes, we have Evelyn in season one. We have Mrs. Gambolini in season two. And now we've got President McKinley here in season three. Um, President McKinley's got a lot of work to do before President McKinley is of a Miss Gambolini uh, standing. Um, and I'm not prepared to uh, start pointing fingers and thinking that fish murder has occurred. Uh, further, I don't think has happened. Uh, President McKinley uh, has not been around long enough to have possibly committed the Ben Glenroy killing. No, but I will absolutely take uh, Steve Martin wheezing President McKinley (laughs) over a toilet all Uh day, every day. Um, Uh, Steve Martin can monologue at a fish for the rest of my life, and I will watch it. He starts peeing in the toilet, and like we cut to another scene, and you just know that we're going to cut back, and he's going to flush the toilet. Like The second he starts peeing in the toilet, you know President McKinley's getting flushed. Uh, I mean, I feel like the second you put him in the tank of the toilet, you know, you know where this is going. This whole thing is going in the same direction. But President McKinley does survive the would be assassination here at the theater. Um, President McKinley, do you think is going to be here for the long haul now is like, can you not like if you try to kill President McKinley in a toilet in your sixth episode, can you not kill President McKinley for forever is this like sort of like the like the immunity necklace was the toilet bowl <laughs> yeah i don't know uh as as charles says i saved you from your second assassination attempt never yeah. mind that uh he did the second assassination attempt. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i i hope he sticks around i uh-huh. feel like but what did i guess he was in uh he was in solitary when joy <gasps> left which yes. is how we got to keep him in the first place correct yeah um I'm going to be really sad if we're done with Andrew Martin for the season. I will say that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I suspect we'll see her again in what capacity. I don't know. Like, I don't see a reconciliation between her and uh, Charles happening anytime soon, even though I think Troy and I thought that maybe there's some room for it. I just don't know that that's where this is ultimately going to go. And I think maybe there's going to be some kind of story of like, 
as long as you've got a President McKinley in your life, you're never truly alone. Uh, so I don't know what the message is going to be with the fish, but I think at least the fish is here to stay, even if Andrea Martin does not uh, return to the show. Um we have to talk through what's going on with Oliver in this episode, because while Charles is dealing with his solitude by carrying a fish around in a coffee mug, Oliver is dealing with his suspicions that Loretta was involved in Ben's murder uh, by trying to uh, tamper with evidence, uh, evidence tampering. He's trying uh, to removal? get removal. Ri- <laughs> erasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Erasure. Yeah. If only, again, the security camera footage could be very useful right now that he's trying to delete the evidence, Zed. Yeah, it it certainly wouldn't be in the dressing room where people are changing their clothes. Uh-huh. But uh, if we're drilling down into the nitty gritty of who was in the building, we're checking names on the sign-in sheet for handwriting. The sign-in sheet is only the actors. It is yeah. not everyone who walks into the building. And contrary to the popular belief of some people uh it takes more than just actors to put on a broadway show yeah yeah it takes a village it really it really does yeah uh so he's trying to wipe the the effing pig off of the mirror he does get caught and part of this is because so he has what he believes to be loretta's book uh mm-hmm. that has all of this like psycho ben glenroy content uh, he be- he believes this is hers. He has her handwriting in his living rent free in his head from the effing pig on the mirror. And now they also have like this manifest that has everybody's signatures on it. So like he's no handwriting uh, analyst or anything like this. Uh, but he doesn't want some sort of analyst to be able to get their hands on this. So he is erasing the effing pig. But I feel like very pointedly, Zed, we don't see Loretta's signature in the signature book. And Mm -hmm. we are not given the opportunity to compare the handwriting of the signature in the signature book with the handwriting either on the mirror or in the crazy psycho Ben Glenroy scrapbook. Uh, So like. I feel like we are just like being led in the in the absolute wrong direction if we are to take this as like this is the reason Loretta is ID'd as Ben's killer. Uh, like I'm just really not in on it at all. Yeah, I agree. It feels like she is being framed in the way that a couple of weeks ago Kimber was being framed. Um, I-, I think someone is literally framing Loretta. I yes. think the show has framed Kimber and is now framing Loretta. Yes. Um, but it feels like someone who has knowledge of Loretta and whatever her previous relationship with Ben was, is using that knowledge to their advantage. Could it be, and this is my my crazy theory that I shared with Troy and with you, uh, what if there is a third brother yeah. of the Glenroys and this song that we were spending so much time with a couple episodes ago of which of the Pickwick triplets did it. Yeah. What if there are three Glenroy brothers and it is the third Glenroy brother who did it? Okay. After so, all. so the thought here would be that there are three Glenroys, three blind Glenroys. See how they run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you've got Ben, you've got Dickie and I don't know, do we call it, want to call him Richie, Richie Glenroy, sure. uh, or just Glenn. Glenn Glenroy is Glenn, out Glenn, there. Roy. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Glenroy. Yeah, yeah, Glenn Glenroy is is out there. So if that's the case, what are you thinking? Is it is it a twin situation? Is it like uh Ben Glenroy has a, a secret identical brother? Is it just a character that we just don't really know about at all at this point? And the triplet song is supposed to be the clue that this is uh what we should be looking for. Yeah, I think if anything, if my if my wild theory is correct, we have not met the murderer yet, this secret third brother. But Loretta would know this person and this person would know Loretta if she was indeed the nanny of their right. childhood, as we have continued to elaborate upon or yeah. expand upon the wild theory. Do you think that that's what's going on? Do you think that she like had like a historic relationship with the Glenroy family? I do. I think she probably knew him as a kid. Like the clips that the newspaper clippings that were in the book that we saw felt like a proud mom. And I don't think she's his mother, but felt like someone who had watched him grow up, was watching his success and was 
proud of it and excited by it rather than like, here's a picture I took of him standing outside of his apartment building. Right. Like it was news clippings. It wasn't her own personal research. So you think it is her book. Like you do think that it's Loretta's book ultimately. That that Oliver found in yeah. her apartment? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. You don't think it's a plant? No. I still think it's a plant. Uh, okay. But I mean, I guess I haven't like gone back and like really reviewed the the contents of it terribly closely. But if it is like not like psycho Ben Glenroy stalker material and it instead is I'm so proud of you, Ben Glenroy types of material, then that would make sense. But I guess what's wild to me about that is we make it through the entire months long process of Ben and Loretta sharing the stage together and it never coming up and not being a thing that anybody else knows about. Uh, so I just, I guess like, I don't quite know how to explain that piece of it that like, if they were connected in that way, why did that not spill out into daylight earlier than this? Sure. I wonder if, because I feel like if they did have this significant relationship when he was younger and now she is kind of, has been watching his career from afar, if there was some sort of falling out between the families at some point, um, and Ben himself acknowledges, hey, I was a jerk to everybody. Uh, I get the sense that maybe he was very like, I'm a star. I have an ego. I'm yeah. going to be in my dressing room. Call me when you need me. And right. otherwise, I'm going to be, you know, yeah. living my star life. Uh, so maybe there was not a lot of cast bonding. We should all be happening. living our star life. It's true. I, I'm sad for all of us who aren't doing that right now. Uh, just that's, what, get... that's what they're fighting for on the picket know, lines for everybody to get their star lives. Go live your star lives out there. Um, you know who's not living their star life but is living their rat's life is Jerry. Uh, this <laughs> man. <laughs> is this what this show needed right now? Was uh, this the, man? The Phantom of the Opera's dorm room, which I loved and yeah, thought that made was, me laugh really hard. was uh, slightly better than where my head had gone, which was like, isn't this the bird lady's secret apartment in Home Alone 2 lost in New York? <laughs> Hasn't she like conquered the attic of an opera house in Home Alone 2 and she takes Kevin there? This felt like the same exact place, maybe just a Absolutely. little a little bit smaller, but still same same energy. Big, big oh, bird lady energy here from Jerry the Rat King. <laughs> the Rat King with his like weird, weird puppets. Yeah. Why are there puppets? Should we report him? Like, what do we do about Jerry? Like, what is the move here? How do you help I mean, he, Jerry uh, and get he him out of there? definitely shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Again, OSHA's coming in going, this space is not zoned for occupation. Uh-huh. As a living space. Yeah. This feels like a fire hazard. All this stuff you have up in here in this little room with no ventilation. Yeah. Uh-uh. And he's been there for a while, it seems like, because he was at years? least he was at least there long enough to observe the entirety of the razzle dazzle of it all. Like he's been at the death rattle from the beginning. Uh yeah. so very, very creepy. Do we think that Jerry qualifies as any kind of a late addition to the murder board lineup or is he really just here to like to like guide i guess oliver along towards the revelation that charles is holding out some information on him about the night that ben died and him punching ben in the face when loretta got into the fight with ben i think it's definitely more razzle dazzle than it is a meaty play yeah. when it comes to Jerry. I think he is there for, for some spectacle and some weird shenanigans. Yeah. Um, and for all, for some, I, this is part of some this is part of the challenge, right. Yeah. Of, of not having our trio working together to bounce ideas off of each other <sighs> is that they each have to find someone else. The writers have to find someone else for them yeah. to bounce their ideas off of and gain information from. Um, and in this episode, for some reason, it wasn't Loretta it, for Oliver. It was Jerry. It was Jerry. Uh, Jerry played by Peter Bartlett, um, who is a Broadway actor as well. He Related to a president, rotten. right? Mm -hmm. No? Yeah. Um, most recently, he was in She Loves Me and Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical. Uh, I don't have anything positive to say about Mrs. Jackson, <laughs> but okay. I loved him in something yeah. rotten. Yeah. I loved everybody in something rotten. Um, so I'm always happy to see 
more Broadway folks, more the- New York theater folks being involved in this show. Do you think that the Mrs. Doubtfire musical is available for viewing somewhere on the internet, asking for a friend who's probably going to have to talk about Mrs. Doubtfire on 30 Years Greater later this year? Yeah, I would expect you could probably find it. I yeah. certainly have not looked for it. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it we can have a conversation elsewhere about uh-huh. why it's problematic. Sure. But I expect you can find it if you dig for it. All right. Well, we'll we'll see how much I want to dig around for Mrs. Doubtfire. The, I think it's touring. The musical. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. Uh, leaving the house <laughs> Please pretty don't much. travel to see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not traveling for Mrs. Doubtfire for sure. Uh, do you think this is the last of Jerry? Is it Jerry just for an office, uh, an attic office appearance for Jerry and that's it? Or is Jerry going to be part of the show moving forward? I kind of hope that's it. I don't need more Jerry. I think I'm good Um, on Jerry. But the fact that the episode, I think, closed, right? On like the closing curtains of the puppet show. Yeah. That feels ominous. Eerie. Eerie. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, uh, like, uh. Uh, it's not as like innocuous as like the high on the hill is a lonely goat. Like there feels like there is something a lot deadlier about this puppet show uh, so where that might be taking us. Okay. So let's move away from Jerry and Oliver and let's talk about Mabel and Tobert. And you do pronounce that second T it's not. Tobert. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a cheese. It's Tobert is his name. And so Mabel and Tobert, they had the adult sleepover Tobert is here. No surprises about this. Like they're not making any secrets. He's just there in the morning, staring at the murder board with everybody. Charles and Oliver, very protective of the murder board. Mabel just thrilled to have a partner in crime. Now I have a literal stake in the matter of Tobert being the killer. How are you feeling about Tobert? Do you think that there are killer vibes from this guy or just maybe some other kind of creepy energy from Tom. Well, there's definitely creepy energy. Yeah. I mean, you and Troy talked about this last week, and I was glad that you landed in the same place that I started from minute one of this yeah. ambush of a date. Not good. So problematic. Not great. No, don't <laughs> do that to people. It's not all right. It's not okay. No. Yeah. Um, what else is not okay <laughs> is being wrapped in a towel, but you're wearing a shirt. So, so. Are you are you bottom naked, but you're this wearing is, a shirt? Are you bottom naked? What's going on? If you're wrapped in a towel, it's usually because you don't have any clothes on. But this man is wrapped in a towel wearing a tank top. Does the towel not count as clothes in this case? It, is that, it does. It's not like out of the house clothes. <laughs> But within the house, he's wearing like an article of uh, he's wearing just, a cover up at least. I've just never encountered the the towel around the waist yeah. with a shirt situation. Well, uh, this, uh, I believe, is uh, potentially a Jack Shepard move uh, on. Lost oh, 100%. At least That's very accurate. Yeah, yeah. Which is like not a horrible comp here. Like Jack <laughs> Shepard, also a creepo with a lot of this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, like big stalker uh, syndrome from Jack Shepard at certain points in time. Yes. Jesse um, Williams has played a doctor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe they work together. Uh, is it possible that Tobert was at the hospital that Jack worked at? You yeah, never over know. on ABC. Absolutely. Yeah, there could have been a crossover <laughs> once upon a time. It's definitely in the cards. Uh, it's not in the cards. It's just unfortunately not. But we can headcanon it for sure. Um, so is it just that Tobert's like uh, like bottom naked creepy guy, or is there something more going on with Tobert? I I think we are getting our sinister activity from Tobert elsewhere. Yeah. I I'm not too suspicious of him on on the murder board at this point. Yeah. Um I guess I haven't even thought terribly hard about who I really think it is of the legitimate suspects of people we have met on the show. Yeah. I've gotten so wrapped up in my in my silly theory. Yeah. But Tobert gosh, I don't know. I don't like him. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's a murderer. It doesn't mean, yeah, not everybody that I dislike is a murderer. Uh, like maybe like 80% of them, but not mm. all 100%. Um, speaking of all of the murder suspects, uh, I why have we not seen the producers Donna and Clifford? In yeah, so long? it's or been Dickie or Dickie, like numerous episodes since we've seen like three people who I feel like we all thought 
had a really strong likelihood of being a part of this. Is that because it's being reserved for a reveal down the line? Or should we just not be looking at these characters all that closely anymore? Um, I would not be surprised if if they do show back up and and this is a moment of the show structurally having them kind of lay low. Yeah, yeah. They're waving their hands over here for us to look at these other people who are much more prominent at the moment. But we certainly have got to see uh, the producers again at some point. Yeah. Uh, because they're too weird to just uh-huh. <laughs> disappear. Yeah, they at least have to have a goodbye kiss before this season oh, is yeah. over, I feel like. Uh, yep. Not that they have to do it, actually. But like I think that the show will do that. I do think the show yeah. will do that. Uh, whether it's a goodbye kiss of death, I think, is anybody's question. <laughs> but I, I, it was really this episode where I was like, they're just not here. Like they just kind of have disappeared from the from the whole language of the show. This is a yeah, we didn't see them last week either, right? No, no, no. They've been missing for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. Dickie, I feel like has had a little bit more of a presence, and I think like Dickie's been mentioned a good amount. Like I think Loretta talks a lot about Dickie in um, the date episode with Oliver. So I think like mentioning him uh, and like evoking him a couple of times feels like he is still relevantly involved in the conversation. I'm kind of like trying to like crane my neck to see the angle from which the producers are still active agents in the storyline or it would come out of nowhere. Um, you know, like I think, yeah, because let me tell you, if you're about to put a show on Broadway, you can't get away from the producers. They are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, does that tell us anything or is that just the show is just like, I think that's just, I think that's just the The show based on everything I've seen about how this particular Broadway theater is operating in this particular production. Okay. Zed, uh, we should talk about Howard Howard Mm -hmm. before we get to the credits at the start of the episode confesses. I killed Ben Glenroy and I, I I sat out, I shot up out of my chair Mm because last week, Troy and I started getting into like, maybe the meta narrative of why and your credits be- analysis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got to look at everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going to look, if we're going to try and analyze the lipstick handwriting and put it against the signatures, like everything is fair game here. Uh, and so like, I, I've had it stuck in my craw that Howard is the, is the killer. And so he says that, but it's just him like freaking out and saying it's the ghost. And I didn't sweep up the stuff. Uh, first of all, what kind of like is this anywhere close to any like actual theatrical like spooky superstition traditions? I know that is not, not a particular. Macbeth. That's not a particular uh, suspicion. Yeah. What is the actual word? Uh, superstition. Oh superstition. Yeah. yeah, that is not a particular theatrical superstition I have heard, and I can't also tell you it is someone's specific job to sweep the stage, and they get paid a lot of money. You have yeah. to have been doing that job for a very long time to get the job of sweeping the stage. The stage manager is not sweeping the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not their job. That's not your job, Howard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you didn't kill Ben Glenroy by angering a ghost by not sweeping the stage when that wasn't your job. Is there a world where Howard did this? Am I just reaching at this point? Or do you think that they like Howard saying I killed Ben Glenroy and then the rest of the episode moving on from that? Is there anything here, especially with like the episode's energy of like Ben, uh, not Ben, of of Howard talking to a ghost on stage Mm -hmm. as he's also sort of like exercising the demons of I wanted to be an actor. I feel like there is still some there there if they wanted to go in that direction of Howard being the one. I think so more so than some of the other uh, top suspects we've been pointed to. Um, Perhaps there is more of a motive for him than for Kimber, for instance. Um, And there is certainly that like bigger picture of talking to a ghost, chewing the scenery in this episode is Michael Cyril Crichton. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm thrilled we're getting more of him. I've really enjoyed him in the last two seasons. Uh, Not enough and I hope it does end up for being for an important reason. Yeah, yeah. I just want a little more yodeling, and then I'm going to be really happy <laughs> with the amount of power that we're getting. Uh, so 
we I feel like the the actual like murder mystery elements of it all in this episode are pretty subdued for me. And I don't know if like I'm just not wrapping the tinfoil tightly enough around my head as to make a hat in this episode. Uh, but I think that so much more of the agency of this one, like the the utility of this episode is we got to break up the band a little bit more. And I guess my question as we're leaving this one and looking ahead towards episode seven, Zed, is like, what will be the immediate consequences of breaking up the band? Like, what happens because these three people are no longer on the same page with the investigation? Who figures out what and doesn't get that information in time enough to whom? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like... Oliver is doing much actual investigating. Yeah. He's doing the opposite. He's obscuring the investigate. He's obfuscating. Uh-huh. He's doing all those big legal words yes. uh, that is making it harder for the investigation to happen. Charles is being trapped in a closet. He's not accomplishing anything other than befriending a fish. Yes. Um, so it really feels like all of our hopes rest on Mabel's poor decision-making shoulders at this point in time. Um, so we'll see and and they are like as far as a trio they are as far apart right now as they have ever been uh relationally yeah will they get back together by the end of the season oh yeah 100% yeah. this Absolutely. won't go too long um well when we get back on the only murders beat next week we are at episode 7 already so only four more episodes of only murders in the building still to come here And the next episode, I like to speculate on what we think might happen in the next episode based on episode titles. Mm -hmm. Zed, the next episode is called Cobro. Oh, boy. Cobro. Please tell me. This is is Dickie, (laughs) my Cobro. Oh, yeah. Probably a Dickie episode. Feels right. Feels right. Uh, Is there? Oh, I mean, like, Cobro. So does Dickie have a co-brother alongside Ben Glenroy? That's what you call it, right? When you have brothers who are twins, it's these are my co-bros? Yes. Well, what if? Yeah, what if Dickie is a twin? What if Dickie has a twin brother and they are the co-bros? Yeah. I, think I feel that's like it. I think we solved it. Shut it down. We're gonna like dial back to like the like the forty five minute mark on the episode six recap of season <laughs> three of Only Murders at the end of the season. I'm gonna be telling Troy that technically you don't get a stake because it wasn't Dickie. It was Dickie's <laughs> Cobro that killed Ben Glenroy. Yeah. And you can also just let him know that his understudy has uh has solved it and he's good to go. He's yeah. he's he, he can uh, move on. Um, one Another final question. Gig. One final cre- question from beyond the podcast grave from Troy was: <laughs> Does Zed know Krav Maga? Absolutely not. Krav Maga is <laughs> really intense. That's uh-huh. a really specific thing to yell out that yeah. you know. I also um, know and Krav I feel Maga. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I also know Krav Maga was <laughs> as he's running up the stairs yeah. chasing a ghost question yeah. mark. I always uh, anytime Krav funny. Maga gets mentioned, it is my uh, it is my responsibility. Uh, I am obligated to remind the people out there that on the official 24 website, once upon a time, it listed that Tony Almeida knows Krav Maga. Uh, mm. We never got to see it ever. He never Krav Maga to anybody, but he does technically know it. Maybe everyone who says they know Krav Maga is lying, and Krav Maga doesn't exist. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Krav Maga. The real Krav Maga was the friends we made along (laughs) the way. Uh, So that's only murders for this week. We'll be back next week with Cobro talking through the seventh episode of the season. Make sure you are subscribed. PostureRecaps.com slash OnlyMurders is the RSS link when you search by URL. You can also just search Post Show Recaps, Only Murders, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe, rate and review, share it with your co-bros or your co-whoevers, your co-workers, uh, your co-friends, your co-everybodies. Uh, tell them to check out the Only Murders podcast if they're watching the show. They want to hang out with us. We're having such a good time. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Round Howard, wherever you can find me. Zed, where can people find you and what do you got going on right now? Uh, thank you for being my co-bro host. Yeah, co-bro host. Uh, 
Uh, you can find me on the internet at Hard Rock Hope. I'm streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Hard Rock Hope. And just this week, I was on the Strike Up the Conversation podcast with Dr. Yes. Amanda yelling about labor rights. And on Labor about Day. The my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, this is episode 306 of Only Murders in the Building, and I am a member of IATSE Local 306. There you go. So maybe I did it. Maybe I'm the murderer You're after the, all. Listen. Uh, uh, but that's where you can find me, at Hard Rock Hope on the internet. Troy used to love accusing his uh, co-bro hosts of murder uh, <laughs> on season two of Only Murders in the Building. And I actually do think now that I'm remembering that it's interesting that he hasn't made any such accusations mm. this season. And now he's not here. Yeah. Mm. So it does just get you wondering. So uh, as we continue to noodle on that, check out what Zed's got going on. Twitch.tv slash Hard Rock Hope. Lots of video game stuff happening over there. Zed, did you see that the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis mobile game dropped today? It showed up on my phone in night. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. I don't remember pre-ordering it, but I must have done it because it showed up yeah, of its, its own like- accord. It's like the it's like that uh, Bono U2 album yes. of Final Fantasy uh, just appeared yeah. on your phone. Hope uh, it's more enjoyable and, and less. Ubiquitous. I turned it on for five minutes and hated it. So I stopped. Oh, boy. Uh, so I don't know if that's just me, but you check it out. I think I uh, will report back. Yeah, you probably should do that. So check out everything that Zed's got going on. Twitch.tv slash Hard Rock Hope. Check out the video version of this podcast. Postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube and get more involved by being a patron when you Go to patreon.com slash post show recaps to show your support for the network and all things only murder. We'd love to see you there. Next week, we go into Cobra. Until then, everybody, take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.